John with Ubaldi Reports, the company that provides fact, not fiction, on global and international issues. And we have a lot to talk about today. But with me is a couple of individuals. Obviously, you know one of them, Big Bad Joe Bitts, who's a former combat Marine from Iraq. And we also have another um, individual that Joe will introduce. Go Big Joe. Okay, well, hold on. Let's go back to former. Is there ever a former Marine? You're always a Marine, right? No, you. It's former Marine. It's not ex-Marine. You're always it, but you're still a Marine. All right. Yeah, and we have Ray, who is a little bit lower on the age range. He's also he's. I would say he's political, but he's, yeah. this this dude's right. He's really right, though. Yeah, and his his big thing is he's a big gun enthusiast. He owns his own company. He's a gunsmith, so he knows how to operate almost any weapon system out there, and he can explain a lot of things about. <laughs> Gun issues, gun rights, the gun laws, and things like that. I think also hearing his general knowledge of what he sees on his level, because I think, you know, you see things differently because you're in a, a little bit, you're older, so you're more of a, you, you're thorough, you read pretty much the article front to back, where I'm the kind of guy that kind of reads the first couple paragraphs. If it's interesting, I'll read more. If it's not, I'll just kind of go to the next. Yeah. And this guy over here... You know, he's. What does the headline say? If it catches me, I'll, I'll. That's what I think is the truth. Well, yeah, and there's a lot to it. I mean, a lot of people get their information not through the the, the traditional methods of the news organizations. They get it through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They get it through YouTube, mm-hmm. more of the social media. So you got to get them a bite on that. And I think right now, because of the way the media is. People are not sure where to go. That's why I really started this, to provide fact, not fiction, on a lot of these global issues. And you've had another successful TikTok. I think you've got maybe like three so far that kind of hit that 3,500 mark. Yeah, almost the last three or four have hit the 3,500 mark. For us, kind of hitting like 500 on average for a couple months now, and all of a sudden kind of like that. We're up into the averaging 3,000 per, per, per view, so we're moving along. But right now, there's a lot to talk about, in, and we're going to touch on some, maybe a little bit more than others, but there's a lot to talk about. So I guess let's just start on a foreign affairs, because it seems like all the news seems to start with that. So okay. we're, we're talking about Ukraine. So right now, Russian forces are moving out of the, the Kiev area. And they're going north into Belarus, but what they're finding is a lot of atrocities. A lot of a lot of Russians have killed a lot of uh, civilians. They're finding mass graves. That's becoming a problem for NATO, but especially President Biden. Is what does he do to punish the Russians for doing that? Nobody's suspecting that we go in militarily, but does that ramp up the the fast tracking of? The Russian, uh, former Russian MiG-29s that were in Poland, who wants to give them to the United States and Germany and transfer those to the Ukrainians who know how, know how to fly those aircraft. So if you're if you were a president of a powerful country and say you uh, bomb a certain area that you thought had per, per, that had maybe that you thought that were enemies there and you go ahead and bomb it and it turns out it wasn't the enemy. Would you find that problematic for that, you know, that country, that president being a country, you know, of that country? Well, 
Yes, but also it you need more information than what you just provided. And okay, we, so our president, you know, in Afghanistan bombed who we thought was like a terrorist cell turned out to be a family of 11 of some correct. sort. Now, on that case, the U.S. Central Command um, commander, General McKenzie, was asked that question. Mm-hmm. And he was like, did you have actionable intelligence on the ground? And he said no. Yeah. Now, we've been in Iraq, and I've been in both Iraq and Afghanistan, and the insurgents will hide in the midst of civilians. They will hide in mosques, use hospitals. So if you bomb the hospital, see, they're bombing the hospital. Mm -hmm. Now, in Russia's case, they're indiscriminately bombing hospitals and these areas, these civilian targets. We do our best to avoid them as best we can. Now, nothing's perfect. Have we bombed civilians? Yes, but nothing is perfect. It wasn't like we willfully went after and bombed civilians like the Russians are doing. Did did Trump do that in his administration, kind of? Did he bomb civilians or any uh, collateral? No, no, I don't think he had that type of collateral damage. Obama, yes. Obama, yes. Trump, no. Biden, yes. A lot of it is... (laughs) <laughs> a lot of it, when President Obama did it, he used um, drones. That's what I like to and, call the Democrat sandwich. But see, a lot of it is intelligence is only as good as what you've got. And a lot of times you have to make decisions in a split second, mm-hmm. a split moment. You've got a limited time. Like when President uh, Trump killed Qasem Soleimani, yeah. he was leaving one area. And once he got into more open area... And they only had minutes to make that decision, and they did, and they took him out and killed him. Was El Baghdadi that one? He's the one that blew himself up, right? Yeah, I think he's the one that blew himself up when the U.S. Special Forces went into his compound. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Do you think that what Russia is doing to those innocent civilians is actually egging on the West? Because uh, obviously the West, we don't like to see innocent civilian casualties and I've seen some reports reporting that they're just rounding civilians up and shooting them and putting them into mass graves. Is he trying to get us into a fight? You know, is no, that- I don't. Th- I don't think so. I think what Putin is doing, if you can, I can only look at his previous conflicts that he was involved in. Yeah, in Aleppo in Syria, and in 1999 in Groznia, which is in Chechnya, and he did the same thing. He just surrounds the place, pounds it. He could care less about the citizenry. In this case, in Ukraine, I think the difference is the Russian troops were thought they were going to go in, kick butt, go all the way to Kiev, go all the way to the western part, take over the country, put their own their own leader in, and we call it a day. When they haven't, they took stiff resistance, and I don't have evidence to back this part up, but what they are doing is their soldiers could be so demoralized that they're just blame, they're picking on the Ukrainian civilians just as retribution for what they, the Ukrainian troops did to them. And history is ripe for that. I mean, not say, I mean, prior history is ripe for that. You get emotions. We've all been in the battlefield. Emotions build up when you see your, your fellow soldiers shot and killed and you see this uh, civilian, you take it out on them. Mm-hmm. And Russia doesn't, Russian troops, they don't, aren't taught the law of war or how to deal with 
conflict with civilians on the battlefield like the United States are. Well, there's no such thing as the Geneva Convention to them. Yeah, they just do what they do to kill. Yeah. So, I mean, there is, and then what's going on? I mean, Zelensky kind of went in front of the UN. Why isn't the UN kind of like speeding up the process to kind of... In this case, the UN is going to be irrelevant. And the reason they're going to be irrelevant because if you had to get anything passed, you have to go to the Security Council. Okay. Russia and China have a vote on the Security Council. So <laughs> the, the UN and right now... Wait, hold on. So you know Russia's not part of the UN. No, they, no. Russia is part of the UN. Are they are? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. NATO. That's what I was saying. NATO is a military organization. Okay. It's not a country. Only countries are part of the UN. I got it. They, so, want, they want Russia off the U.N., though. No, they want Russia off the Human Rights Council. Okay. And if you look who's on the Human Rights Council, you've got Libya, you've got Venezuela, you've got, I believe, Iran, Russia, and China. Now, to be kicked off that, you have to have two-thirds vote. And it, I just don't see that happening. So the U.N. is is not relevant, but I think what it puts... The United States in a problem is, yeah, we're sending weapons to the Ukrainians, but we're not sending everything they wanted. They wanted the MiG-29s. We haven't sent that yet. We're slowly, I guess, from reports, we're sending tanks, but we're not sending them fast enough. All this should have been done prior to the war, but it didn't. So now we're at where we're at right now. So this puts the president in a quandary. But the other problem is President Biden's not talking about one thing. Winning, he never says, "Well, Ukraine can win this." He's just said, "We got to stop Russia. We got to do this." So, it's going to be interesting to see how this keeps going. I mean, like, is, is America just trying to be like, "We're there for you in spirit"? Yeah, go get. Well, I think what it, what's going on is Biden somehow doesn't want. It's fear that he's provoking Putin. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, everybody constant, you know, really beats up on Trump, but in. Trump killed 250 or more Russian mercenaries in Syria. He's, he was blunt. He goes, you do this. And then the, Putin couldn't say anything because he said, we don't have Russian mercenaries there. Yeah. It may be different conflict, but he was tough. The, the deterrence factor isn't there. Nobody believes Joe Biden is, gonna, is strong enough. He's just reacting to events instead of being proactive. Well, I mean, something uh, the other day with the, when uh, uh, President Obama came to visit Correct. for the first time in a few years. On the hey, uh, when's the last time? I mean, your 12th anniversary of the Obamacare. That seems like a really good number to kind of settle on an anniversary for. And he, the way it looked from a certain perspective, is that. Like Biden was in the background, you know, nobody, you know, everybody wants to kind of see and talk to the president just to get a few seconds, maybe even like a, a minute or two just to get in his ear about something you have a concern or you want to do. And he, they looked like they were avoiding him like the plague. Well, it was looked like an odd moment for President oh, President Biden. Yeah. President Obama is very popular among many elements of the Democratic Party. So everybody... There was this one video that was very disturbing. Everybody was around President Obama, mm-hmm. and President Biden was off to the side. Like like he was trying to get a moment with him. <laughs> well, but he just looked confused. Yeah. It was like, 
And well, it, it that's was what a, old men tend to do. But it was if it was supposed to reassure or pump up Joe Biden, I think it had an opposite effect by making it sound like Joe Biden is just confused. He's not very popular. And it's just it just was a bad moment. So when I see you stammering and walking around aimlessly, is that kind of like a blank check for me to kind of just put you out of your misery? Well, but it also shows to the world that this is our president. Yeah. He's and then when he gets he speaks, then he gets angry. Mm-hmm. And it's like he's trying to overcompensate. Don't, and I'm not don't forget saying, to whisper when he goes down here. Now, I'm not but... saying he has a cognitive decline. I mean, I can't I mean, we could all speculate that, but we're not. But it's just it's a very disturbing visual to see him just stammering around like over here. And there's many instances like when he put his hand on President Obama's shoulder President Obama didn't turn around. He just kept walking. It almost looked like, from my point of view, it almost looked like Obama is almost gearing up to run again and and look like he, you know, kind of owned the show there. Or he was trying to just upstage President Biden because President Obama can't run again. He's termed out. He's, that's it. He's done. Oh, I'm pretty sure he's running the country right now. We just, you know. But, I mean, it just was a very disturbing because they talked about the Affordable Care Act, but it, it's cost more. It's cost the U.S. more money than they said that it was going to cost. Do we, have, do we do have a few people on TikTok. If you tell them to put some questions in the chat, we'll see what we can do about answering Yeah, them. there's a good point that Joe brought up. If you have some questions that you want answered, type it in, and we'll try to answer those questions. But. There, I think what they were, the Biden administration was trying to do is trying to play off the popularity of uh, President Biden, but it failed because as much as people like President uh, um, Obama, <clears throat> right now people are feeling the effects of inflation. Yeah. They're feeling the effects of— oh, um, I, f- I felt it this I felt it on Monday, I tell you that. Yeah, but they're feeling the effects of inflation. Wages have, sh- have gone up. Uh-huh. But also, inflation has gone up far higher than wages. Yeah. So, gas prices have gone up. Yeah. So, food prices have skyrocketed you, and they're going to continually go up. So, I went I went grocery shopping. No, that's Monday? Yeah, I went okay. last Monday, or this Monday. Okay. I, I went grocery shopping. And usually, I kind of get the stuff ready for the kids. About And it's about maybe like a two-month supply. And normally, where it would have cost me like... 200 maybe 250 depending i was just like it was almost up it was past 300 dollars. just and this is me going to costco buying in bulk you know and not getting i didn't go crazy i mean i was just getting you know uh, i get a bunch of water because when I, I work outside a lot you know and i got the kids like s- some snacks and all you know the necessities to kind of get them for lunches for the next couple weeks and i was like holy crap i mean that was just like i don't spend that much at costco i'm usually like in a certain range and then i was like may not hurt then yeah that same day went to Publix, and again i was just like take another 100 added to that 300 over there like that and then i forgot to get three things and i had to go pick up some medication Okay. And then I had to go pick up some American cheese, heavy cream, and 
It was like an onion. And it was like four items. And the guy's like, 20 bucks. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Well, I mean, because we're under different budgeting because you have a wife and you have, you know, three kids. Well, mm-hmm. You know, your oldest daughter's in college, but you have two young children. For me, it's just me. But every time I go to the grocery store, I try to, I get a lot of eggs because I like, I eat the protein. But its egg shelf looks like it's always bare. Mm-hmm. Always. You go to the dairy section, it's bare. Yeah. And I've talked to people where I work at a local restaurant. They're struggling with higher rent, higher gas prices, and they talk about this. They talk about they drive. Well, i got to watch where I drive because gas prices are so expensive. So, now, here's a question. Will, will Joe get ready for a chicken and egg shortage? And that's from Bald Eagle... 256. I tend to disagree with that, and I'll tell you why. Why is that? Well, so with the eggs, I mean, it's questionable, but I mean, like, there's there's chicken farms in, in this country like you've never seen before. I mean, even till like, when there was, like, a virus or something that killed off, like, a, a few million, and there was the chicken shortage was very minimal. We are exporting chicken at an alarming rate. You know, because with me working with like PPE a little bit and pandemic and working with people in commodities and shipping and stuff like that, we are sending out, I mean, tons and tons of chicken overseas. So if it did come to a shortage of any sort, we could just redirect. I think the point is, if you have like in Russia, because of the invasion of uh, Ukraine by Russia, I mean, Ukraine is like 40 of the fourth largest or third largest import, uh, exporter of wheat. Mm-hmm. When there's a disruption one area, another area has to pick up the slack. Yeah. So I think that's what they get into well, some of these. Show- but there are there is a bird flu problem that's caused part of that. Yeah. Then you have energy costs go up. So you can have all the chickens you want, but like when you have your was like your incubators for the the right, chicken the, the the chicks or whatever the mm-hmm. hatchlings. That takes a lot of energy. So if every your energy costs go up, your feed has gone up. Yeah, all these things go up. So that's going to add into the cost of chicken. So you know there could be a solution to the gas shortage that I was like thinking because Ray a few shows ago mentioned red diesel, and I guess do they? I guess it's called red diesel because they put a red dye in it for some reason, right? It's a, yeah, it, and that's to um, and it's the same as green diesel. It's just it's the same fuel, just yeah. different color to identify tax. Why couldn't like the administration put a hold or like no tax, like take the tax off of like diesel? Because if they just maybe took the tax off diesel, where these trucks could not okay, they could either one fill up on red diesel or two pay the same as they would for regular diesel. Then you're getting the, then the shipping increases because you're, these trucks aren't worried about burning all this money just in gas alone. Well, a lot of the taxes for like let's say for residential use, like they, there was a speculation or at least there was a, a proposal coming out by the Democrats that they wanted to a put a freeze on the federal gas tax. Yeah. Well, that money goes to maintain the bridges, roads, and highways. Yeah. Once you cancel something, you're not. it's almost next to impossible to get it back. That's not the answer. Yeah, the but- answer is, now it's not going to be done overnight, is do like Operation Warp Speed with, when it came to the vaccines by okay. the Trump administration. Okay. Do Operation Energy Independence 
is ramp up energy independence in this country. Mm-hmm. And that means also, and this is controversial for the for Biden, is fire all his appointees that are very climate prone driven. Like there's a proposal coming out of the SEC that they want all if you get a loan or any kind of capital, especially for the energy sector, they have to factor in all climate related factors starting from the way they produce it mm-hmm. all the way through the consumer. Well, that means you're not going to you're not going to increase energy production. And then just yet today, all the energy companies were on Capitol Hill and they were grilled by the Democrats saying you can do more to reduce the prices. And they kept telling them energy um, tracks on a global market. So they every year we go through this, we go in the spring and we go in the fall. Mm-hmm. There's never been any proof never found any evidence that the energy sector was manipulating the prices. They've never found that. And I would say to these Democrats now, you go through this every year, okay? You said it back then. Where's your evidence that they're price gouging? It sounds good as a talking point, but where's the price gouging? Well, they're just trying to shift blame. They're just like, you know, because maybe, okay, okay, maybe... They're thinking that their constituents or the people that listen to these Democrats, maybe they just think they're freaking idiots. And we're going to tell these idiots whatever they want, you know, in order to make us sound better. Well, the biggest reason is their poll numbers or their focus groups and their pollsters have told them Mm -hmm. that the public blames them. Now, President Biden keeps blaming the war in Ukraine for driving up inflation and driving up um, gas prices. Mm-hmm. Steve Ratner, who was an early economic advisor to President Obama, stated, no, these are your policies. Mm-hmm. Then you have Larry Summers, who was a Treasury Secretary for Bill Clinton and a senior economic advisor for Barack Obama, said, no, if you did the American Rescue Plan and all this government spending – you're going to increase inflation. And then just last point, just recently, I think it was last week, the Federal Reserve of San Francisco issued a report that stated that all the spending, started, inflation started to go up yeah. once they passed the American Rescue Plan last March. So is this, this is not even on Trump's hands? No, it has nothing to do with Trump. But, uh, I mean, we could do a little bit because he did the stimulus right before he left office. That, but still, inflation didn't go up once they passed the American Rescue Plan. Because here's the problem. President Biden was correct that there was a supply chain disruption. We got that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it had to do with the coronavirus. When the economy shut down, there was no place to go. Yeah. And once it opened up, there were still a lot of restrictions. You go to Universal Studio a lot. Yeah. A lot of times they put restrictions. Yeah. So the average American saved a lot of money. Savings rate went up in 2020 to a highest level they've ever seen. So once they restarted the economy, there was all this money and demand was up there, but supply didn't keep pace. Mm-hmm. So President Obama, excuse me, President Biden comes in. You might have been right on that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) President Biden comes in, and what he did with the American Rescue Plan is put $2 trillion to stimulate the demand side of the economy. So basically he's giving 
money to the American people to go out and spend, but supply didn't keep pace with that demand. Yeah. That shot up inflation. Larry Summers had stated, fix the um, supply side, fix, make sure you get the vaccines out, mass produce those things, mm-hmm. but don't spend as much as you are. And now they're still contemplating spending even more money. So I have a question about that. Yes. And I think I saw it out of California that they were trying to devise up a plan that would let the state hand out almost like gas cards to to individuals. And you you think that would work to help out or? No. It almost seems like another welfare program, but it's They've done that in the past. That's like a universal basic income. You give people money. But you're still not. That's still you're stimulating the demand side. You're not stimulating and fixing the supply side. I forgot to tell you. Did I tell you? I don't know if I told you. I got free gas on Friday. Well, good. I'm going to sleep tonight knowing that <laughs> you freaking troll. <laughs> he only got I didn't. I did it. It was completely. I wouldn't say it was, it was completely by accident, but I was like listening to the radio. Like, hey, we're having a gas giveaway. I had every intention of going to this one gas station before I hit the street. And as I'm like pulling in, I see all like this signage and stuff like that. And I just like, all right, let me pull into line. Wait about 15 minutes. Got some, I got $50 worth of free gas. Took off. So then a little bit later, <laughs> uh, I think I'm maybe like maybe two. I was like, oh, I went back on Monday to fill up the rest of my tank. Still cost me sixty bucks. <laughs> uh, where is this gas station, by the way? The gas station was right off better. Oh, well, yeah. Let me just say, let me just say this to our listeners: as soon as we're done with this podcast, <laughs> we're going I'm to gonna, fill up. We're gonna well, freak, <laughs> no, we're not going to fill up. We're going to beat the crap out of Joe, <laughs> the freaking troll. <laughs> what? Well, I can't help and, it. And we'll make sure we give a couple lick, licks in for you guys. Yeah. So if you want us to smack Joe. Just hit some likes on this thing, and we'll, as many likes as we get, as much as we're going to beat on Joe. Quite frankly, I really didn't need the need the gas either. I had to dump some out just so to get all full again, fifty dollars worth again, in there. You, <laughs> uh, you comment on that because Joe had to give up gas. We're going to smack him, the friggin' putt. <laughs> I think it's just circumstance. You know, you, you were at Chick Fil A. I couldn't be like, hey, John, there's free gas up here. They, well, they were, they were only giving it away for like 102 people. Okay, for some of us who actually have to pay for gas. But a lot of this, going back to the original question, is that they're not doing what they can to make us energy independent. Yeah. Even Charles Lane is a columnist, um, political analyst at the Washington Post, hardly a conservative. And he even stated, we were energy independents. And what he said it a couple of weeks ago in an interview that, Americans have to come to grips with are we going to be dependent on foreign sources like Venezuela, OPEC, um, Iran, Russia for energy needs when we can be energy independent here. And then at the same time, we need to really take a self-evaluation is I know Democrats want to go the new Green Deal and electrification, electrification of America with wind and solar. But right now. We're not there. The infrastructure, all the elements to go into that are not there yet. And to be half of your vehicles by 2030, which is eight years away, must be electric. It's just, it's just not going to work. So yeah. 
it's just it's a pie in the sky th- thing right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to cause more harm than good. And the way they keep going, it's just they're going to lose bad. And that's what the Democrats are fearing, that there's, this is going to be a tsunami of a bloodbath come November. Because they're being blamed for inflation and gas prices. Well, let's talk about maybe the, the next administration, whether it's the same one or a different administration, is this kind of have like a slingshot, effect, like a slingshot effect or a slinky effect where it's going to catch up and then it's just going to whatever happens to the next administration, you're going to have to bear the blunt of all this stuff well, going on right now. Or does it is it automatically like, hey, Donald Trump's back in office. Stop market goes see, up. But, okay, you but, know, but, everything goes down. But see, right now with that, you've got we're two, th- almost two and a half years from the next presidential election. Yeah. So right now, this is what we're going to deal with. Let's say the debt Republicans take back the House and the Senate. Joe Biden still has a veto, and you need two-thirds to override that veto. So this is what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Now, the other thing that's happening is the Federal Reserve stated they're going to get aggressive when it comes to um, raising interest rates to put a break on inflation. So historically, when they've done that, like when Paul Volcker did that in the late 70s, early 80s, he finally said, we've got to break the back of inflation. The way to do that is restrict the money supply out there in the economy. But what, what that did is tank the, the, the economy into a recession. Mm-hmm. But we were brought, And then when we came out of it much stronger, but are we willing to go that direction? But if you don't do something drastic to stop inflation... It's like a brush fire that burns everything. So Ray came up with uh, this. Are, there's been a little going ons around hearing this, but saying that if we, if the red wave comes in and Congress turns to red, <clears throat> that we get our own speaker. So let's call Donald Trump, see if he wants to be speaker of the House. Can't do it. And why not? Because you, they, they, be, you have to be elected. In the House of Representatives, you cannot be pulled out from the outside. So all these people are talking about on the radio and stuff like that. That's just BS. It's BS cannot be done. So you so if you he, have to be a member of the the House of Representatives, so Donald Trump would have to be elected in November to the House of Representatives to become Speaker of the House of Representatives. Okay, so they can't just have any willy nilly no. Speaker. Okay, no. All right. I'm glad we put that one to rest because I was about to ask you. The second question was, when's the last time it ever happened? What hasn't? Now, usually what they do is it's a rarity where somebody is very junior in mm-hmm. the House becomes speaker. Yeah, like I would love to just walk in there as a freshman and be like, hey, I want to run. <laughs> usually they pick somebody that has some experience, who's been there a while, knows the ins and outs, knows the rules. Mm-hmm. They pick him for this, uh, the speakership. Okay. We get McConnell again. Well, no, McConnell's the in the Senate. Oh, He's the Senate right. minority right. leader. I mean, we, we might get. You think we're gonna... no? If the if the Republicans take the House, it would be Kevin McCarthy. He's the minority leader in the House, so he'll probably be the Speaker. Okay. Unless the Republicans decide to choose someone totally different. But oh, okay, hold on. Going back, Getz was the one that was saying all this stuff. So is Getz an idiot? Well, he's either – I'm not going to go that direction, but he's just is it misinformed. You have to be a member of the Congress. You can't pull somebody from the outside to bring them in. Okay. So, John, how do they get a hold of us? They get a hold of us by going to 
ubaldireports at gmail.com. That's ubaldireports at gmail.com. When was the oh, last time you checked that? <laughs> and I got to remember, guys, I work 60 hours a week. Yeah. Now, shut up. Well, hopefully that's going to change. Yeah, that'll soon. be changed soon. Okay, but you can go to ubaldireports at gmail.com. That's ubaldireports at gmail.com. And you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and obviously TikTok, which seems to be our most popular one. We would love to hear you. Put some questions in. We're going to talk about what's trending in the news. And just for our listener standpoint, especially for Bald Eagle 256, when you're talking about, Joe, you're taking their cars to fill up, we're going to smack Joe. So we're going to see how many likes we get. And that will determine how many bruises Joe will have on it. It costs only like 30 bucks to fill up your yeah. Toyota. Yeah, and, jo- and just to let you know, Ray is not a small man here. So, <laughs> And Joe's backed into a corner, so he ain't running anywhere. Ray, Ray, Ray's truck takes diesel, so. Eh. 135 bucks, buddy. So we'll, we'll make sure Joe feels your wrath. No wonder why you need a second job. <laughs> and everybody, the live stream is up and running. We're on Twitch, YouTube, and facebook and pop- stitcher and spotify well no that's the, where the podcast is okay that's i'm sorry that's a podcast is so, so you know we're also going to see what we can get on twitter oh man we forgot to talk about twitter well we'll get to that next time yeah i'm pretty sure something uh, pretty big is going to be happening within the next week about that too so all right everybody have a great day we'll talk to you soon all right keep following ubaldi reports until next time keep listening to ubaldi reports